Well, we got a one-off message, not a part of a series. We got Tom and Susie ministering here next week, and then in Auckland the week after, we're going to have a, a powerful time, come expectant. But so we just got a, a, a one-off message today, and uh, something that the moment I had a week to fill in, I knew exactly what the Lord wanted me to talk about, and so. That's what we'll be talking about today. But to get ready, here and in Auckland, uh, I just need to know that you know how to raise your hands. Um, so can we all try to just lift our left hand if you're able? That's, yep, that's, that, well done. Yes, I see that hand. Uh, and then uh, the right hand. Yeah, okay, could you do both hands? Uh, okay, good, everybody's in. So you're warmed up now. Um, that, that's great. Hands up if... <laughs> If you want to give your life to Jesus, uh, I see that hand. Uh, yeah, hand, hand up if in this particular season of life, you would say that you are going through a challenge in some way, shape, or form. Hand up. Hands up if you would define that challenge perhaps as some form of hardship. Like, it's tough. It's not just a little challenge, it's, it's tough. Yeah. We're seeing this not just in the world, but particularly in the church. There are a lot of people going through very challenging times. It's not always like that. I think in our years of pastoring, it's important to recognize probably in this season of life, perhaps in other churches too, I'm, I wouldn't be an expert to make a statement about that. We'd have to do a survey perhaps. Uh, but, you know, certainly in this church, as we pastor people, connect with people, there is a lot more hardship. There are a lot more challenges that people are facing than perhaps in other normal times. It's a more intense time of that. And so what I want to bring today is hopefully or encourage you in that. Hopefully it'll help you in that. Hopefully it'll give you some framing for facing that in your life. And even if maybe you wouldn't say you're there right now, it will prepare you for the inevitable times in your life that you will find yourself, hopefully in short seasons of that, but in seasons nonetheless. And so today's message is a question. The title is a question. It's, are you being tested? Are you being tested? It's the title and it's the key question. Life is full of tests. I don't know if you've realized that. You thought that when you finished school, the tests were over. Oh no, they only just began. At least at school, you knew the test was coming. I know there's a lot of parents and there's teenagers at the moment. You're trying to negotiate how much study your teenage son or daughter should be doing each day as they prepare. I've been talking with parents and I keep telling my kids, you've got it easy. Lucky you're not one of their kids. No, uh, but just those tests are easy when you know they're coming. If you're, if you're dating or if you're trying to date, I don't know if you realise this, but it could be seen, the process of it could be seen as a testing Somebody's testing you and you are testing them. There might even be people here at church today, you're, you're even testing the church environment. You're, you're trying to, you know, we call it church shopping. Uh, if Christianity hasn't become consumeristic, I don't know. Uh, you know, but it's like we're testing. You're testing to see if this is the place for you. Some of you are maybe testing God right now. 
You're testing to see if he's real or testing to see if this is legit or if you can hang in there with him. And there, there, there are always the tests we're aware of. Those are the easy tests um, because you know it's coming. You, you're, it's been named as a test, so you prepare for the test. You rise to the occasion of the test. That's like getting breath tested on the, on the side of the road. It might have been surprising that you were going to be tested, but the moment you see the flashing lights, you know the test is coming. You, you count to whatever it is in there, the thing beeps, and because you're a Christian, you go on your way. Um, <laughs> but then there's those tests you're not aware of, like when there's a van parked behind a shrub on the side of the highway, <laughs> and inside of it, there's some bureaucrat with a laptop. And there's a little camera through the tinted glass and you didn't know you were being tested. Employers, they test. Employees test. Potential girlfriends definitely test. <laughs> oh yeah. But do you know that the Lord, the Lord tests, the Lord tests. Proverbs 17 verse 3, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Testing can be about examining like this gold metaphor. It's like you put it to the test to see how pure it is, how many impurities it is. You, you're, you're examining it. There can be tests that are like examining. The Lord's trying to figure out what's in your heart. But there can also be tests that are like training. In the military, they do tests not to just examine, but to train, to prepare to release, to get ready for, we can find ourselves in all sorts of tests. But once you realize you're in a test, it helps you rise to the occasion. The other day, I was teaching our 16-year-old to drive and he had his first experience of a police officer being the car immediately behind him. You've never driven so good as when you have a police officer immediately behind you. I don't know how you were driving before that moment, but all of a sudden you became a better, safer driver because you were aware you were being tested. And there's something about this if we can see that we're not just living life. There's not just hard times, that it's not just this and that going on, but if we can understand how somehow God is at work in the midst of this stuff and that He's actually testing us, once we realize that it can help us rise, it can help us dig into the Spirit of God, the resources that we have available inside of us, it can help us tap into the grace, it can help us tap into the courage. It can help us tap into the endurance. It can help us tap into the faith. It can help us tap into the love. It can help us tap into the hope, which is so readily available for us and can help us rise to the occasion rather than crumble under the weight.
And that's what the Lord wants for us. He wants us to pass the test. And I just think sometimes if we can just frame it that way, put the picture frame around this season of your life and be like, maybe it's a test. It's sort of like, okay, if it's a test, I want to trust that God and me, we can make it through this thing. Not only make it through, but maybe pass by God's grace. And so I want us to maybe, I'm just going to explore a few different ideas around testing. But the first is that testing is like discipline. Testing is like discipline. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7. Endure hardship as discipline. It's asking us to reframe hard seasons in our lives. Think of hardship. Think of tough times. Think of challenges like discipline from God. God is treating you as his children, the writer says. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you're not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you're not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. So if you're going through hardship, see it as discipline and see the discipline as an opportunity or a confirmation that God still loves you. I know it does it as I real nice love, God. Uh, moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, not for our harm. These hardships, they are not for your harm. They are for your good in order that we might share in his holiness. He might form us. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. Everybody said, amen, yes, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness, a harvest of right living, of Christ's character and peace for those who have been trained in it. Here's the encouragement for today. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level the paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Take another grip. Rise to the occasion. Because if testing is like discipline, then testing comes from the love of God. Amen. It comes from the kindness of God. It comes from the compassion of God. It comes from the goodness of God. He wants to refine us. He wants to strengthen us. And ultimately, he wants to draw us closer to him. And I know nothing like hard times to achieve that. I, I want to bring some caveats around the testing. Firstly, sometimes we're tested in a way that is being like we're tested when we're tempted, tempted to sin. Now, that might be a test, but it's not a test from God. Because the Bible tells us that God doesn't tempt anyone to sin. So we just need to remember that. It's a test for sure, and God might use it as a test, but God will never send the temptation. He's not playing tricks and games with you. The other is, is that sickness, disease, calamity, once again, how we respond to these might be a test from God, but God never sends these things. 
They are not from God. God is not sending you a sickness to test you. He's not sending you a calamity to test you. He's not sending a disease to test you. These like temptations do not come from God, but it doesn't mean that the way we respond isn't a test that God is watching. But we need to understand they are not from God. Have we got that? Not from God. Some people say, oh, sickness, yeah, God sent it to me to let. No, God does not send sickness. That's not what he does. But how we respond to these things that don't come from God is a test. It's not God who sends it, but it is God who watches closely. And being tested by God is always a matter of heart for the follower of Jesus. And it's always for a specific purpose. And we'll unwrap some of that. But once you understand why God is testing you, it can help you figure out how to respond. The Lord will test these things often in our lives, okay? The Lord will test our heart or our character. He will. This is like the examining test to see what's in there. He will test our heart. He will test our faith. He will test our faith, our trust in Him, our ability to keep holding on to Him against all odds. And we all have a calling from God and I can promise you, your calling will be tested. You will not be released into the levels of your calling without that calling first being tested. There is always a test before there's a release. And so our faith can be tested. Where's an example of that in the scripture? Well, Genesis 22, verse one, Abraham finally has the son of the promise, Isaac, that he's been waiting on for many years. And it tells us sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. And God called him and Abraham said, yes, here I am. And we went through this thing where he, he asked him to sacrifice his son. I'm sure it made no sense to him, but it was a test of faith. Testing can come in the form of temptation. Once again, not from God, but absolutely temptation is a test. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. Isn't that good news? Just to prove the point that God doesn't send it, James 1 verse 13, and remember when you're being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God never tempted, God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. <laughs> the work of the Lord that we do, all of us do work of the Lord, you understand that, right? All of your work is work of the Lord. We're all involved in ministry. We're all involved every day of the week. Our work is unto the Lord. Our work that is unto the Lord will be tested. In 2 Corinthians 3.13, it says, on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. I don't know about you, but I want to get to judgment day and there be some gold left from all the hours of blood, sweat and tears and prayers. Leaders in the church should be tested, it tells us. 1 Timothy 3 verse 10, 
before they, appoint, before they are appointed as deacons, another word for leaders really, let them be closely examined. If they pass the test, let them serve. And here's the thing, trials are a form of testing. James 1 verse 2, very popular verse. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterwards, they will receive a crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. We shouldn't be surprised with this because as we enter the life of faith, we enter a lineage of faith. And when you read the Bible and you read through the stories and the characters, one of the things you will notice that is common about every significant person in these scriptures is they were tested. So when you're being tested, you'll be like, I'm in good company. This is what the Hebrews writer was talking about before the verse we talked about is consider the great witnesses to the life of faith and how they've endured, how they've overcome the test. And so we can, we can look through the scriptures and we can think of someone like Job. Job had a pretty sucky time for a while. He was being tested. And God didn't leave him in the sucky time. He, in fact, doubled the blessings in his life once he passed the test and didn't curse God. He refused to blame God. He refused to give up his faith. He refused. There were many voices in his life just telling him to give up, but he refused. And so he was able to enter into the more God had for him because he passed the test. Abraham was tested. He was tested to give up the very thing he was hanging all of his hopes on. In it, the only thing he ever wanted in his life, God comes to him one night and he's like, I've blessed you so much, Abraham. Are you happy? This is uh, Genesis 15. And, Gen and Abraham goes, I appreciate it all, God, but what good is it if I don't have any lineage? If there's no one to pass this on to. It's like, what's good of all the blessings? I just want to be a dad. And God gives them that son, the son of the promise that through that seed, the whole world will be blessed. And then God confusingly says to give him up. It's a very confusing story, but the test for Abraham's future was whether or not he was willing to sacrifice something that really mattered to him. Joseph was tested. <laughs> he had a dream as a young man that wouldn't be fulfilled until he was a much older man. And sometimes he felt like he was taking steps towards the dream coming true. And other times, most of the time, it felt like he was only further away from it than when he started. He was being tested by God about whether he could wait for what God has. Whether he could wait. David was tested in a very similar way, anointed as king as a young man, not actually sort of, uh, you know, the crown didn't go on his head for almost 20 years later. He spent most of that time running from the palace rather than being drawn towards the palace with his life. He, he was tested about whether he could wait with integrity 
and not pull down those who came against him over that time? Could he hold his peace? Could he hold his heart? Could he trust in God and not take what God wasn't giving him right now, even though he had been already anointed for it? This was his test. Jeremiah, as a prophet, was asked to be a tester of the nation of Israel. There's only one time we're ever asked to test God. It's in Malachi, and it's around finances. It talks about if you would just bring in your whole tithe into the storehouse, do you not know I would open the windows of heaven and pour out such blessings? Test me in this. The only time we're ever invited to test God. Jesus was tested many times. Certainly in the wilderness, he was tested directly by Satan. I'd imagine his patience was tested most of the time. Have you read those stories with the disciples? They were all, they were tests for the disciples, but also tests for Jesus. How long should I put up with you? Jesus said one time, you know? In the boat, in the storm, he's like, don't you get it yet? I'm Lord even over this. And Jesus was tested, he passed the test. Peter was tested. I'm really struck by the story where right before Jesus dies, Jesus comes to Peter, I think it talks about it in, in, in Luke, it says, Jesus comes to Peter and says, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith wouldn't fail. But once you have fallen, he knew he was gonna stuff up, return and strengthen your brothers. Hey, you're about to come into a test. Satan wants to test you. You're not just gonna be the, the, the beginner of this church without there being a test. And hey, you're gonna fall. You're not gonna get it all right. But I've prayed that, not that you would never fall. I've prayed that your faith wouldn't fail. There's a big difference. And so after you've fallen and you've returned, step into what I have for you in your life. Peter passes the test when he jumps out of the boat and swims ashore to Jesus to put things right. Are you being tested? Are you being tested? You might be having one of these three tests right now. A test to reveal. This is like a diagnosis test, right? A test to reveal. It's like when you plug in the car at the, at the mechanics or whatever and they bring it all up in the computer, they, they, they're trying to reveal the state of the car. It's when you go to the doctors, right? And they got doctors, you tap on things and listen to things and look at things, you know, all those things. It's just like you're trying to reveal. There's types of tests that are trying to reveal because once things are revealed, then they can be treated. And so sometimes we don't know that we have rocks until the river runs low. But then the rocks show and now they can be treated. And so there are tests that reveal. There's a proverb that says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. It's not a very encouraging proverb. It's, it's got no remedy for the situation. It just goes on about other things. But it's like, hey, if the pressure comes on and, and you, you can't stand up against it, it reveals something. It reveals something that you need God even more than you thought you did. And this is the whole point. Sometimes you, so you might be going through something in your life right now that is about God trying to reveal some stuff. 
trying to bring some stuff to the surface so that he can pour his grace over it, so he can pour his mercy over it, so he can show his strength in those weaknesses, so he can pour his healing over it, his restoration over it. That's why he reveals not to expose, not to leave you open on the surgeon's table, but so that he can get the scalpel out and do what needs to be done. Sometimes there's tests to teach us. There are lessons either we need to learn or we need to know that we have learned. This is why you have an exam, right? It's to test if you've learned the lesson. It's the educational test. This is, I think, of, of the disciples in the boat. The storm's up. Jesus is sleeping. They're like, ah, you know, Jesus, we're panicking. Like, what's going on? And, and Jesus just, you know, he calms the storm and goes, why do you have such little faith? In that sense, they failed the teaching test. Jesus thought they would have got it by then. That if they're with him, they'll be okay. They need no panic. Maybe the tests in your life right now are trying to either teach you some lessons or remind you of some lessons or reveal the need to learn some lessons. And then the final type of test we go through is the test to release. There's the test to reveal, there's the test to, to, to teach, and there's the test to release. You know, before your car ever gets, you know, shipped off, it goes through some tests to make sure it works well. You don't want to release it until you know the brakes work and the steering works. But the bigger the stakes, the more tests there are. Before an aeroplane gets released off the lot, it goes through even more tests and then it goes, I'm imagining when you hop in your car and drive out, you, you engage in zero tests. You don't check the brakes, you don't check the steering, you just go, right? But, but pilots, they sit there for ages testing everything before they take off because the stakes are high. You know, if you, if you want to pursue a career like medicine, say, the stakes are high, so the testing's high. If you've got a high calling from God, don't be surprised if the test is high. Don't be surprised. And so, how do we know, how do we know if we're responding to the tests well? Really, that should be the question. Are you being tested? But how would you know in your life right now if you were responding in a way that would pass the test? And for that, I want us to be in Thessalonians. It won't be on the screen, sorry. It's a late entry. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2, they're going through tests. It says, we always thank God for all you do and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and your enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're wondering about how to self-assess if you're responding to the test well, think about these ideas. Faith, love, and hope. We know that Paul would write, these three remain. Faith, love, and hope. And the greatest of these is love. Paul would write a second letter to these churches. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, 
after they've endured more hardship, he would say, dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing and we proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and your faithfulness and all the persecutions and hardships you were suffering. I think you're doing okay with the tests if your faith is growing in this season. I'm not saying it's easy, but if your faith is growing, you are responding appropriately. What do I mean by your faith is growing? You're getting stronger in the Lord. You're, you're moving towards God more each day. You're digging deep. You're praying more. You're opening up the Bible more. You're considering God more. If your faith is growing, you're passing the test. Man, the devil wants nothing more than for you to fail the test. And he wants nothing more than for your faith to be gone. Because if your faith goes, everything else goes. Your faith is your lifeline. It's your tether to the source of life. It's what keeps you coming into his throne room. It's what keeps you getting the supply of grace for your life. It's what keeps you in the sweet spot, no matter what's going on around you, faith. Don't lose your faith in the test. Don't, give up. Don't just be going through a testing season of your life just thinking it's life. It's a testing season. Dig in in faith. Understand the enemy wants to take your faith. Start speaking faith. Start declaring faith. Find a few Psalms to get through the season and just every day, you don't have to be through all the Bible, just find a few key ones and just be, oh, faith. God, I'm holding on to you. You're holding on to me. Faith. I want my faith to grow in this season, God. And second is love. Your love for God, obviously, but your love for people, is it growing? Or is it waning in the test? It's easy when you go through hardships, if you're not connected to the God of love, if that's not being strengthened, it's easy to become less loving. It's easy to become more self-focused. In this season, are you pulling away from God or are you drawing towards Him? In this season, are you pulling away from other people or are you drawing towards them? Are you pulling away from kindness or are you drawing towards kindness? Are you pulling away from generosity or are you drawing into generosity? Are you pulling away from assuming the best or are you drawing into assuming the best? Are you holding on to bitterness or to things or are you forgiving and drawing near? Are you becoming cynical or hopeful? Right, these are the, how you go in and love in this season can be a, give you a good idea of whether or not you're passing the test, whether or not the test is achieving its purpose. And lastly, hope. Just as you endure, as you get through it all, as your sense of hope for the future in God, is it more or is it becoming less? I think of hope as like a light. Is it getting dimmer or brighter? Is it getting dimmer or brighter in this season? If it's getting dimmer and your expectations are dropping and your sense of like trusting in God and believing for God's good future for you, if that's waning, if that's dropping, get in the presence of the Lord and ask Him to dial it up. Because nothing more than the enemy's purposes is in test is to take away your faith, take away your love and take away your hope. But God's purpose in the test is to fill you with faith, to fill you with love, 
and to fill you with a hope that shines no matter how big the darkness is around you. Are you being tested? If you are, rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion and see what God does. Job 23 verse 10, and we can finish on this. Job says of God, but he knows where I am going and when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. But he knows where I am going and when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. Heavenly Father, the tests aren't pleasant, but we trust your love and goodness for us in the midst of them. As your people, Lord, help us to rise to the test. Even just right now, by the Spirit of God, here in Auckland, here in the Mount, we pray that you would fill people afresh for the grace for the week ahead, that you'd fill them with your Spirit, with enough heavenly energy, divine sustenance, to rise to the test. I pray you turn their weakness into strength. I pray they'd feel a supernatural surge of your abilities within them. I pray the peace of God over them. I pray a sound mind over them. God, we thank you as we enter this week. We're not alone, but you go before us. You hem us in behind and you are right there with us. May we pass the test and be full of ever greater love and faith and hope. In Jesus' name, amen. 